0: Welcome to another edition of the Hammer High School Sports Podcast. I'm Jared Jessalatis, your host. Our, uh, our podcast being brought to you thanks to the athlete or specialist in team equipment and uniforms since 1978. Coming up on this edition of the podcast... Uh, Some teams are still playing, some teams are not still playing, unfortunately, when it comes to high school football in Indiana. Uh, We will talk with uh, Coach Brian A. and Terry Peebles about their upcoming regional matchups. Unfortunately, though, we're going to uh, start off with uh, a couple of coaches here that will uh, not be playing uh, anymore in the uh, tournament, but still gave it a great run. We start with Shane Fry, whose West Lafayette Red Devils had a tall task of going down to Shattar, number 1 team In 3A, Coach, a lot of the people that I talked to that went down and watched that game all tell me the same thing. They'd be shocked if uh, Chattard is not hoisting a trophy in Lucas Oil the day after Thanksgiving.
1: Yep, uh they were as advertised. Um you know, we obviously we knew they were good coming in and and there were some things that we had to do in order to be successful and and get off to a good start was was a thing we thought, you know, we really need to get off to a good start and uh we kind of did the opposite. We got in a hole early uh down 21-0 at the end of the first quarter. Um and you know, I thought we fought to to get back in it right before halftime. Um, but then the second half was kind of all shatard, and and uh, they're a good football team, and they deserve to win the game.
0: When I take a look at the depth chart here, I, I look at the seniors that uh, you're going to be missing next year, and, and every year I feel like I do this, and I'm like, wow, how do you replace a guy like Kyle Adams, you, Harrison Truitt on the outside, uh, it, it always seems like you guys are able to, uh, to to reload really well. I think the place that I'm really concerned about is is the linebacker spot where you lose, you know, Lamont and uh, Hojin's been really really good for you. But there's three seniors listed as the starters right there. Uh, where does this uh, depth chart go? Where does this team go in the off season? Well, it,
1: what we're going to do is we're going to work really hard and, and there's going to be guys that step up as there always is. Um and I can't tell you, you know, names right off the bat of of who's going to have their name on that depth chart, but I know that we'll have plenty of guys that that want to play there, um that are going to be working hard the entire off season. Um and then once the summer comes, we'll start to figure that out and you know, hopefully by next October and November, we'll we'll have uh, a team developed that that's ready to compete again.
0: Do you have any ideas for with the off season and and things that you guys want to like focus on specifically? Is there an aspect of the game? Is it just getting stronger? Is it something mentally uh, what what 's going to be your points of emphasis you think during the off season
1: well first and foremost, we want our guys to be active um, We really want them to play other sports we We have a ton of kids that are on the wrestling or basketball team mm-hmm. um, and then uh, we 'll have a ton of kids that are on the track or baseball team so that 's good that's that 's what we want. Um, you know, those guys also, we want them to get uh, bigger, faster, stronger, and and we'll be working with them in the weight room for that. Um, and then, you know, we get to do a little bit of football in the spring, and we'll start to see it a little bit. And then uh, once the summer starts, you can do so much in the summer now that, that we really don't need to worry about football um, until then. So uh, once the summer comes around, we'll start plugging guys in some spots and, and getting them comfortable. The, the good thing is we've ran the same system for so long that, um, we, we've we got a lot of guys with a lot of experience and, and we're confident that, that people will step up and fill those spots and and we'll be ready to go.
0: Now i got to thinking about this, you guys have been so consistent for the better part of a decade now uh, when it comes to the quality of football that you guys have been churning out over there at Westside, but Now it seems like with the other four area schools, of course, Central Catholic was definitely up there, took that step back, but now uh, starting to uh, get back in the swing of things. And we see Harrison making these uh, pushes right now too. McCutcheon remains, uh, remains solid. Jeff, Uh, is uh, back to its uh, winning ways like it wasn't uh, maybe about 10 years ago. So with with all these programs starting to kind of maybe close the gap a a little bit, and you guys have just been such a standard for so long here, uh, do you feel like now that uh, that has increased interest too uh, in the younger ranks? Does a a rising tide lift all ships in this uh, case for you guys as well?
1: Um, You know, it's interesting. Uh, Numbers are... um they kind of go in cycles. Yep. Uh, you know, we've won a couple state championships and and we've been a state runner-up in the last 10 years, and that doesn't necessarily boost um, the players that are wanting to play. I, I think really? it's just uh, – it varies. I mean, there are some grades and some groups that they got a lot of guys that are buddies that that like to play football, um, and, and their parents let them play. And then there's other groups that, you know, maybe they like to do something else. And, you know, uh, the, the parent thing um, – if kids don't get started early in football, uh, they don't usually pick it up late. So, uh, you know, we've tried to, to modify our youth leagues, and our we've got a flag football league, and we just try to get as many people um, exposure to the game because we think the, the game's great. We think it's the, the best team sport there is, and, and we hope that kids play it at the youth level and love it, and they keep playing Um you know, actually, we hope they play it at the youth level, and if they don't love it, that's fine too, but at least they gave it a try uh and they can go and and do another sport, and that's great.
0: you mean to tell me there's just not some kids that roll in from Greece and just all of a sudden <laughs> pick up a football and become it doesn't happen like that very often
1: uh no, not very often <laughs> uh not at all so well
0: that's interesting. i just, you know I would just think that uh, kids like to kids like to participate in winning sports. Uh, i think that drives I, I always thought that drove the interest but then just with seeing the uh, other programs come up that tells me that there's investments being made in in the youth stuff so i, I just didn't know uh if that uh, translated uh, or in your mind if that translated to uh to uh, more turnout and, and, and better product I, I certainly think that with the other schools uh becoming better too when you play them uh, and you guys do a couple every year that uh, that better competition that that definitely helps out i know that
1: yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we feel like football is, is a very special sport, and it's not for everyone. Um, you know, the the core group that we have playing, it, what they do, uh, it's year-round. And, you know, they're not playing football year-round, but they're improving themselves. Um, they're in the weight room, and then the summer hits, and we're there four days a week and it's a tough sport to play um you got to play in the heat you got to play in the cold uh a lot of times you're a freshman or sophomore and you're just watching the varsity games you got to sit there and watch you don't get your chance for a while um and it's tough and that's not for everyone and we get that uh we really appreciate the guys we have and the and the core group of 50 or 60 guys that we've been able to keep over the years is um you know th- those are the guys that you want the, the ones that want to be there the ones that are dedicated Uh, the ones that love it, and, and, you know, it doesn't matter to us how many we have, um, but it matters the quality, and and we've got quality right now, and we hope to continue that.
0: Shane Fry, head coach of the Westside Red Devils. Buddy, uh, I'm going to miss our weekly talks. I know that. It's uh, summer can't get here soon enough, and before I know it, it will be here. We'll be talking about football all over again, and I really look forward to that. Thank you so much.
1: For sure, absolutely. Thanks, and thanks for all you guys do.
0: All right. Thanks, coach. Uh, let's keep it going here and uh, let's get a little block of uh, Raiders talk here. Terry Peoples has got the Harrison Raiders into the regional. They'll be hosting against Fort Wayne Bishop Dwenger here on Friday night. A, a game, which, by the way, you'll hear on 98.7 WASK with my, uh, you might be biased here, but my sterling voice along with Clayton Duffy, you'll hear that starting at 630 and the uh, show starting at 7 o'clock, 630, that pregame. Uh, coach... First off, uh, congratulations. You guys uh, win that sectional again for the second year. But I know you guys were hit hard by some bad news earlier on in the week, uh, losing your leading uh, touchdown scorer, Marcel Atizo. That non contact knee injury did not look good when we saw it on Friday night. And I hear it's the torn ACL meniscus sprain MCL. Boy, your heart has to go out to a kid like that.
2: Well, you know, Marcel's one of the not only one of the best players on the team, but he's one of the best kids on the team. Uh, has one of our highest team gpas he's a three-sport athlete i mean there's just there's there's nothing but positive stuff to say about him so to lose him is uh it's a blow to the team everybody on the team uh is a little bit down um you know hopefully this week in practice we're able to uh to, to kind of you know put it behind us a little bit and and try and focus on, on what we have uh going forward but uh, yeah, it was definitely a tough deal. It was tough, you know. As soon as it happened, it didn't look very good. Uh, like you said, it was a non-contact injury. Um, you know, we we had a guess of what it was on the field, and and, and that was confirmed on Monday with the MRI. So uh, he, he'll be out. He, he's going to miss basketball season. Uh, hopefully, he's able to get back for for track. But I mean, just a just a great kid. Um, he actually set the school. Uh, rushing record for yards per attempt. He averaged 10.1 yards per attempt over the course of the entire season. So, uh, to, to lose him is a, is a blow. Uh, but we 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 still got some pretty good guys uh, that that'll be able to pick up the the mantle. I think.
0: Yeah, one of those guys started at tailback for you guys uh, last week, and that's uh, Kenny Sims. I've been vocal on the podcast, on the air. I have I have said many times. I am a big uh, Kenny supporter here, Uh, and he showed us with the opening drive last week against McCutcheon. I felt that he really helped set the tone for you guys, Uh, and of course you will go on to get uh, no less than 3 billion yards on the ground last week. I mean, just a dominant running performance, Uh, but he was a guy that really got you guys started off on the right foot.
2: Yeah, uh, Kenny does a great job. He has tremendous vision. Uh, He's built low to the ground, uh, very cerebral kid. Uh, so he's able to pick up on stuff, uh, very quickly. Uh, we actually have two sophomore running backs. Uh, he and Max Bunger have both been great about being able to pick up, you know, things at the varsity level that, uh, that, that sometimes elude young guys, but, but they've been great. Yeah. Kenny had, uh, you know, over 100 yards. We had three backs with over 100 yards. Um, so it, it was all good Friday night. We, uh, unfortunately we only threw for three yards, but, but uh, the the 497 we rushed for was a school record, so that was a it was a good way to end the section.
0: How big is that for your squad when you're able to control the run game like that? What does that do for your offense?
2: Well, I think it's it. I mean, obviously, it's running the ball is a little easier than throwing it because you don't have to worry about wind, you don't have to worry about you know a guy potentially dropping it. So, uh, you know, it, it's good. And it, what it does more than anything else, I usually demoralizes our opponents a little bit. I mean, when you're getting, you know, six, seven, ten yards a pop, you know, up the gut, it, it, it really takes a lot out of the other team. so. Uh, we've been proficient with it here the last last eight games uh, as we've been on our win streak. So hopefully we can we can keep it rolling a little bit this weekend.
0: Yeah, speaking of demoralizing because the guy's running up the gut. I think I need to see a birth certificate on Omari and Dixon because there, there's no way that kid's only 16 <laughs> years old. My goodness, I mean you want to talk about playing football like a man, uh, that kid. Uh, he, he, I'll be honest with you. He scares me. Uh, I am very scared of Mr. <laughs> Dixon because uh, he had three guys that hemmed him in on a sideline, and he basically just stuck one one arm out and threw him into two other guys and walked it in the end zone. I mean, I, I, I asked uh, I asked Duff if he had ever seen anything like that, and boy, there was only one NFL player that came to mind. He used to play for West Lafayette, and uh, that's a, that's a pretty good comparison uh, if you ask me. <laughs> uh, he, he just uh, this is probably just normal. I, you're kind of laughing about it, but this is normal for you. See this all the time.
2: Uh, I mean, we see it every day in practice. I mean, that, that's that's the way he runs in practice. Uh, you know, and our defensive backs are, you know, he, he, in some ways ready for the season to be over with, just so that they don't have to go up against that every day, because uh, he does not take plays off. He he is a hundred percent guy on every play. Um, he now he is he's not sixteen. He did turn seventeen in July. Okay, so. that makes all the sense uh, in the I, world I, now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I I can I can confirm his age, but. You know, we're happy that he's going to be coming back next year, and we hope he finishes off this season well. I think he's about 23 yards away from the single-season school rushing record. So he's doing great for us. Uh, You know, talk about setting the tone for the offense, uh, you know, with running the ball up the gut. You know, we only have three or four plays where where he gets the ball, but when he does what he does, we just call those plays an awful lot. So uh, it's good to have
0: when you have your guys, uh, obviously Harrison on the rise here. You guys have been doing this steadily. You got the sectional last year. Now here you're back in a regional again. But you're taking on a Bishop-Dwenger team that uh, knows what it takes to move through the postseason. I think that can be an advantage for a team that is used to that, uh, that knows what it takes to hit uh, that mark of success. So uh, h- how do you prepare your guys for a-, a squad that you know is now playing up, but... uh they know what it takes they they're, they're well versed in what it takes to get down to Lucas Oil Stadium what kind of unique challenge does that uh, pose to you guys
2: well you, like you said they 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 know what they're doing they've won more regional titles than than anybody else in the state uh they're tied with carmel with i think 20 regional championships which is crazy to to think about how many that is um but you know every year it's a it's a year to year deal um uh, you know, I was lucky enough when I was in high school, we were able to make it down to Lucas Oil. And, you know, my brother's been able to, to do it a couple times. So I, I can kind of use him as a sounding board on, you know, what did you do late in the season? Uh, like this week, you know, the weather's been a little tough for us. Uh, you know, so, you know, we we did one day at Legacy Inside just because the wind chill factor was so low. Uh, so it, it's good to be able to bounce some some ideas off some other people. I also I reached out to Coach Nay down at uh, – down to Central Catholic to see, you know how things he or how he was changing things up. Obviously, Central Catholic has made a lot of long runs. So, um, you know, w- with all the people that that we've been in contact with, uh, we think we have a pretty good plan, and, and hopefully, we can be competitive on uh, on Friday night,
0: Coach. I think when you went to the state championship, it wasn't Lucas Oil? I think it was still called the Hoosier Dome back then, wasn't it? It,
2: it was the Hoosier Dome. Yes, <laughs> it was the Hoosier Dome back then. <laughs> You, you, you so still- and, and, oddly, and oddly enough, the team we played was Gwinner. So.
0: Oh well, look at that! It all comes full circle like that. Have you have you uh, told your you told the war stories to the kids yet? Have you have you done that? Because they probably weren't even were they born? Yeah, they were born by then. It wasn't that long ago, was it?
2: Uh no, they were not born. Ah. Then, so. <laughs> it, it, it It is, uh, you know, the, the kids that are playing for us now. They, you know, they were born after two thousand. So. <sighs> You know, that, that, that seems pretty darn young
0: to me. Yeah, that uh, that doesn't make me feel any better. That's for darn sure. Terry Peebles, the Harrison Raiders. They'll have a, a regional championship game that they'll be hosting against Fort Wayne Bishop Dwanger. 7 o'clock on Friday night. You can hear the uh, pregame show starting at 6.30 on 98.7 WASK. I'll have the call for you there with Clayton Duffy, coach. Hey, best of luck. Uh, by the way, I really dug the uh, the, the videos you put up of uh, the kids working out in the snow on Monday. It looked like it was a lot of fun for <laughs> them. I don't know how much fun it was for you standing out in the snow, but it's... Seemed like they were having a lot of fun.
2: Well, our strength coach kind of runs that, so I was able to run in and get warm every once in a while <laughs> as I was preparing the video. So uh, the kids had a lot of enthusiasm, and, and to be honest with you, they've had a lot of enthusiasm all year. So uh, it, it's been great, and hopefully, we can uh, you know keep this thing rolling.
0: Nobody has more fun right now than the Harrison Raiders. I I legitimately believe that. Looking forward to uh, Friday night's matchup, Coach. Best of luck. Thanks for the time, as always. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. It's the Hammer High School Sports Podcast. I'm Jared Jesselitis. It's being brought to you thanks to The Athlete, your specialist in team equipment and uniforms since 1978, selling all high school awards jackets and spirit wear. The Athlete also offers game balls. So whether it's football, basketball, baseball, soccer, or volleyballs, all the official sizes for your game, The Athlete 24-24 Teal Row. Go see Joe and company. They always take care of me when I go there. And uh, I tell you what, if you're looking, Christmas is right around the corner, right? That's what I'm talking about. Get yourself some new high school gear. they got tons of stuff over there for you. Go and check it out at The Athlete. So uh, a thought occurred to me on Friday night last week. I'm in the Harrison Press Box, and I run into Harrison Girls basketball coach Rush McCauley, and I realized something. It's Indiana. It's the middle of November, and I am disappointed in myself because I have yet to talk to a high school basketball coach on this podcast. I don't know what the heck's wrong with me. haven't done it been terrible so i i promise here in the next couple of weeks we're gonna start to get all of your coaches uh, i did that earlier this week uh with uh, my co-host on the morning show kyle charters uh we had uh, coach mccauley on the morning drive harrison raiders already want to know uh the of the uh, hooth, hoops classic uh starts next week for the girls they get a matchup against mccutcheon check out that conversation go to the wings etc Himmerhead hotline and uh, let's talk some girls hoops uh, and I just picked up the phone blindly I assume Rush McCauley is on the other end
3: <laughs> that, that, that it is yes alright
0: I am one for one on assumptions day. that's good uh, good morning coach uh, it's uh, it's here it's finally back it is uh, basketball season and uh, you guys got after it a little bit early here taking on uh, what Marion back on Saturday a uh, W for the uh, Raiders 64-36 to 36. so uh, how did your team look uh, early on here in November
3: uh defensively we were we were very good uh marion has a 6-6 girl going to purdue and then a point guard going to indiana wesley and we we did a fabulous job on both of those we held the the 6-6 girl to zero shots in the first half and she finished with nine points uh when uh, the first game when we'd scat him i think she had 19 points and 18 boards so from a, a game plan and defensive effort uh we were outstanding uh we'd like to shoot the ball a little bit better than we did but uh we were crisp and we were we were connected as a unit. So, uh, you know, obviously, when you win by 28 points against the team that went to the semi-state uh, with, with two, you know, college-bound starters back, you got to be pretty happy.
4: Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, especially being on the road as well. So, you have that first game, and then a little bit of a layoff until uh, the tournament next week. What sort of things coming off game one to game two, and then game three? Quickly after that, do you uh, hope to see from your team?
3: Well, I mean, I, I want to see the kind of the same, uh, intensity, you know, and being able to execute the game plan. I, I think that's going to be key for us, uh, most every night because w- we know we have experienced kids and we know we have kids that, uh, you know, can defend, but also put the ball in the basket. So, you know, we're, we're going to see McCutcheon, um, in their opening game Friday night at Logan, uh, you know, and get a feel for them and be able to prepare for some stuff and, uh, the, uh, the, the Hoops Classic week's a, a fun week, but it's a, uh, very hectic week for everybody involved because you <laughs> don't actually know what your schedule is until once you played. Uh, you know, so you, you kind of, you know, we, we, we've seen Covington, we've seen Westside, you know, and obviously McCutcheon's the latest one to, to open up. So, uh, I mean, you got a lot of, of prep work to do, you know, for, uh, potential opponents, but it, it's also, uh, the kids enjoy the week. It's a bragging rights week and, you know, fortunately, we were able to win the thing last year in McCutcheon, and, uh, you know, obviously, that's our goal again this year.
4: You learn a little bit about your team, too, right, in that kind of scenario, because, as you said, everything's sort of up in the air. You don't know who the opponent's going to necessarily be, um, you know, until, until I guess, you find out based on results. But you, you can you can figure out with sort of that chaos how your team reacts to adverse situations.
3: Yeah, you do. I mean, you know, a lot of people bill it as kind of like a sectional prep week. Um, you know, the, the schedule is slightly different than the sectional, but, uh, you, you gotta adjust on the fly a lot. You gotta, you know, prepare very quickly because, you know, we won't know who our second opponent is until after results, you know, Monday night. And then you gotta start putting stuff together and you only got, you know, a couple days, you know, win or lose, uh, to prepare. And then, you know, if you're lucky, uh, you know, to get to Friday, uh, then you got probably less than 24 hours to prepare for a Saturday opponent. So, uh, fortunately when you got nine lettermen coming back, you know, two of them are four-year varsity players, three of them are three-year varsity players. You you got, uh, the experience factor and and you got to lean on that, uh, and the fact that they've been through the wars before and, and, you know, know what to expect and that they can, uh, they can perform under pressure. And, uh, you know, last year we were able to do that uh, against some good teams at McCutcheon, and, you know, we're happy to host the thing this year.
0: Coach, uh, Rush McCauley on the Wings and Center Hammerhead hotline of the Harrison Raiders. Uh, Coach, kind of introduce us to uh, this year's uh, version of the Raiders, I know, uh, led by Sidney Jacobson, who is just a a tremendous talent. But uh, uh, talk a little bit about the uh, supporting cast out here and, and what the makeup of this team is.
3: Well, I mean, you know, basically, you know, everything starts with Sid. I mean, she's a four-year starter for us. She's going to sign her national letter of intent, uh, to go to Ashland University in Ohio, which is a division two power. They're ranked in the top ten this week. Uh, she's going to sign that tomorrow afternoon. So, I mean, we're, we're very proud of her. She's our all-time leading scorer. Um, she's basically in the, Top two, three, four in every statistical category in Harrison girls basketball history. But uh, we also have a lot more than that. I mean, we, we return all five starters from last year, uh, with Tashi Kukabat, uh, the two Henderson twins, and Lexi Fraley also being returning starters. And uh, you know, then we come off the bench. Allison Toland played quite a bit of minutes last year as a sophomore on the varsity. Uh, Caitlin Zeltwanger or Abigail Pribble. Uh, and Molly Walker are all returning Letterman, uh, from last year's 19 win team. And then, uh, you know, Olivia Lowry, uh, is a newcomer coming up off a JV team that won 20 games last year. So, I mean, we, we feel like we have, you know, good talent. Uh, you know, and right now our team chemistry is very good. The kids get along and they mesh well together and, and play off each other very well. So, I mean, it, it's a group that uh, is fun to coach, and, and you know, we, we think we can win a lot of basketball games with them.
4: In some ways, is there more pressure when you have all that experience returning from your team from last year and sort of the high expectations
3: that you have this year? Yeah, there definitely are. Uh, I mean, you know, you you always say you, you want talent, uh, but with talent comes pressure because expectations are high. And, yeah. Uh, winning any basketball game at any level is tough. I don't think people understand, you know, how hard it is to win a basketball game. Uh, but when you are expected to win every game, uh, you know, you got to bring your top effort. And kind of our mantra for this year, uh, you know, we went back to uh, I think it was 2016 that the Cubs won the World Series. And the next spring training, Joe Madden's, uh kind of motto was embrace the target. Uh, so we, we know we have a target on our back from basically everybody we play. Uh, you know, and and we're trying to embrace that target and see it as a positive and as a motivator. And, uh, you know, we, we'd much rather be in the situation we're in with nine lettermen, uh, you know, and talented lettermen, uh, you know, than in rebuilding mode. So, uh, we're going to embrace it, have fun with it, and, uh, see how far we can
0: take it. Hey, coach, I don't know what you're talking about. I listen to fans all the time talk. It's a very easy to win a basketball game, (laughs) according to them. They tell me that stuff all the time.
3: Uh, they, 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 they need to come, uh, uh, come live a day in some of our shoes. Even, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, even, even coaching my sixth-grade daughter, sometimes it's very stressful. <laughs> playing you, a basketball game.
0: You know, it looks like you got a lot of fun lined up here, at least for the month of November. I, I think the uh, the Hoops Classic is a lot of fun uh, because it's a local thing. You get those bragging rights. But then you guys also get to take a trip down to Knightstown at the uh, end of the month and, and play in the Hoosier gym, which I think is really cool
3: yeah it's uh you know that's gonna be a neat experience um you know, the kids have practiced there before you know two three four years ago uh but to play a game in there is you know something special I mean if you haven't been there and have watched the movie, the movie doesn't do it justice to how small that gym really is <laughs> uh but but just the just the atmosphere um you know the the kids are gonna get together and watch the movie um uh, you know I think this weekend. Uh, but, you know, for the parents, you know, they were all grew up, you know, during the time frame. I actually think the uh, the uh, original debut of Hoosiers was, I think, on Monday of this week uh, hmm. in 1986. So, I mean, you know, it kind of coincides there. We tried to do something special for them. Uh, you know, we, we had uh, been in the running to possibly be in the Hall of Fame Classic and, and didn't get selected for that. Uh, you know, so once that, you know, didn't pan out, you know, we were trying to do something different than just a regular home game or a regular road game. We, we wanted it to kind of be an experience, you know, and something the kids could remember win or lose. And Fort Wayne South's a very good team. I'm actually driving up uh, to Fort Wayne to see him tomorrow night. Uh, you know, so, I mean, I, I think it'll be a good environment. It's two teams that like to press on a short floor. Uh, you <laughs> know, so, I mean, it, it could be a, a chaotic experience, but I think it's one that the kids will uh, – Look back on years from now and, you know, be able to tell their kids, you know, hey, that, you know, was, was something cool we got to do when I was in high school.
0: Coach, I think it's a it's a good time to be a Raider right now. Uh, you get in the confluence with, uh, you know, basketball coming in and then obviously with the football team doing uh, so well and playing for that regional. Kind of give us a little taste of what's the atmosphere been like in the hallways uh, and, and with the kids right now with uh, all the success the programs have been having.
3: The, the kids are excited. I mean, our, our fall sports, uh, you know, were outstanding. Uh, I know we're in the lead, both boys and girls, and the overall for the NCC All Sports uh, trophy right now coming out of the fall sports season. But with football playing in the regional Friday night, uh, you know, against a, a really good full Wayne Dwinger team, um, you know, the kids are excited. You know, it's football weather. It's, you know, the the, the temperatures change. You know, there for a long time, you know, we were playing in 80 degree heat, you know, every Friday night and all of a sudden, you know, last Friday night, you know, it was cold. And, uh, but the, the kids are, you know, excited. I expect a huge crowd out there Friday night and, uh, you know, I mean, if they can get the W, I, I know Coach Peebles, you know, kind of likes their matchup with the winger. Uh, you know, if they can get W and, uh, you know, we may have to rearrange some schedules next week, you know, based around when they would potentially play in a semi-state matchup, but, uh, like I told our assistant AD, uh, before school this morning, you know, that's a nice problem to have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, between everything, you know, we, th- we think our winter sports are going to be good, you know, with, with both basketball teams, our wrestling team has won, you know, a bunch of different conference and sectionals in a row. Our swim teams are, are always good. Our, our, our cheerleading dance, you know, do a great job of supporting all those teams. So, I mean, it's, uh, like you said, it's a good time to be a Raider right now and, uh, You know, I think all our sports teams are, uh, you know, kind of bonded together and playing off uh, that positive energy that, you know, our fall sports have, you know, garnered for everybody.
0: Coach Rush McCauley, Harrison Raiders, girls, basketball squad 1-0. They kick off with the uh, Hoops Classic on uh, what's Monday against uh, McCutcheon. Coach, best of luck. We appreciate your time and uh, we'll catch up with you again soon.
3: Okay. Appreciate you having me, guys.
0: Alright, I promise we're going to work to get more of those uh high school basketball coaches on as uh, well as some other sports for you all winter long. Don't you worry about that. Alright, let's get back into football where uh, the McCutcheon Mavericks season came to an end after they lose to Harrison on the road for that sectional championship game. So what becomes of the Mavericks going forward? They're going to have to get their third starting quarterback in as many years. A lot of key seniors missing from that squad for next year as well. So, Coach, before we get into that, kind of just give me your review of what you thought of the game against Harrison.
5: Oh, well, I thought I thought Harrison did a great job exploiting some of the things that we could, that we had some weaknesses at. Um, uh, I, you know, I did, you know our, our goal going in there, is we thought like we had to score 30 points and try to keep them to 28. That would mean, really, as we, as we, as we talked to the coaches, uh, in order for us to have a chance that 's what we thought we, if we if we get thirty points on the board and we could hold them to twenty eight then, then we you know we felt like you know of course that 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 means win for us but um, uh it didn 't go that way and we our, our offense scored the first time you know answered nicely on the first series and then uh, uh kind of sputtered after that and then boy it just it just went downhill from there.
0: Coach, I feel like, and I know defensive coordinators aren't going to uh, share my uh, my opinion of this, but I feel like I'm robbed of a couple more years of Mason Douglas at quarterback. Talk a little bit about the job that that young man made from transitioning from a linebacker last year into your quarterback and being one heck of a quarterback for you guys this year.
5: Well, you, know, you just you talk about Mason, and you can talk about a lot of our kids like that. I mean, we're very fortunate; we have such good kids, and Mason falls into that category. He, um, You know, here's a kid that embraced uh, a complete new role. He was an all conference linebacker last year, and uh, as soon as Peyton graduated, we say, "Pal, this is your job next year." And uh, you know, not one time did he ever say, "Coach, yeah, but I want to do this." I mean, not one time he said, "Okay, coach, I got it." And um, uh, man, he he worked so hard during practice because this was not a natural thing for him. Um, And I thought, I thought he accepted coaching well. I mean, I thought he's a good leader for our football team, Um, and we're gonna miss him tremendously next year.
0: You miss a lot of guys. I mean, I think you're losing what about eight seniors on offense, maybe about five or six on defense. So, uh, where, where does McCutcheon football go go from here? Because that's an awful lot of starters to try to replace.
5: Well, yeah, you could say that. But we played an awful lot of sophomores this year, which is something we don't normally do. So, we don't think our coverage are bare. How about that? That's um, good. Yeah. So we we're, we're excited about the off season, and uh, um, you know, we we know we've got some some holes to fill, but we do every year. So. Uh, uh, we'll get the young kids ready to play and, 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 uh, we'll, we'll be excited about next year.
0: Do you get a little bit of downtime at all, coach? I mean, when does, uh, when does the off season really begin for you?
5: Uh, there is no off season anymore. I, I think any coach in any, in any, any, any program will tell you that there, I mean, there's, there's, you know, we, we have, we'll have our, uh, you know, we're collecting equipment tomorrow. Um, you know, we, we're, we're a unique situation out here because we're, we have construction going on, so we we've got to do some cleaning out there that we don't normally have to do. Um, uh, you will have our awards banquet the following week, and then and then the college coaches will start coming in. So, you know, it, uh, there, there's really no downtime anymore. And and really, if if your program is the way it's supposed to be, there really there really shouldn't be downtime.
0: Yeah, uh, is there a specific goal that you're going to have over the off season? Maybe something you want to focus on in particular when it comes to the kids. Be it. Uh, strength and conditioning, uh, maybe academic. Is there is there a singular focus there, or at least a, a top priority you want to focus on in the off season well, with your club?
5: That's a good question. There are, there are several things. You know, we, uh, you know, one of our one of our team goals is if we want our kids to be 3.0 or higher on GPA, and uh, you know we really think think that that's a huge deal. We want to make sure we'll continue working in the classroom. Um, because, you know, uh, you know, Mr. Coach Peebles there said, you know, one, one of the things he really appreciates about the football team is they're very intelligent. He tells them one time and they got it. And you know, I'm not really sure that was the case with us this year. So we've got to continue to work in the classroom and get better, get better on, on, uh, classroom type things. And then, you know, certainly strength and conditioning is something that we think we do a nice job of out here. Um, we'll, we'll work very, very hard at that and make sure we don't have any issues with that next year.
0: Coach, I uh, tell you what August can't come soon enough, and I'm just going to be so excited because I know you guys are doing the, some of the stuff with the facilities and everything here during the off season uh and, and I know you guys are going to be working hard out there too all through this uh, winter and through the summer so uh coach uh, I'm sorry it has to end like that, but uh boy I, I just can't wait to see you guys again in August.
5: Well, we appreciate that because I mean, there's, there, there's nothing we enjoy more. And, uh, you know, we, as a coaching staff, we'll, we'll, we'll meet several times each month here. And, uh, uh, you're kind of unique out here because our, our football staff coaches those sports. So, I mean, our offense coordinator coaches girls basketball. Um, you know, the, the young kids are coaching boys basketball. My son coaches basketball in seventh grade. So, uh, you know, everybody's working right now, which is kind of nice. So I mean, we'll go, we'll go make sure we watch all those, those guys do their jobs. And, um, it's, it, it's fantastic. It's, it's the things you live for, quite frankly.
0: Coach, Ken Frahiger always has a great way of putting those things in his perspective, and uh, I'll tell you, I'm going to miss our weekly chats here for a little bit, but uh, I know uh, they'll be right around the corner, Coach.
5: Absolutely. They'll be before you know it. That's exactly right.
0: Good luck with your off season, and uh, we'll catch up with you again soon. All right? Hey, thanks. We appreciate all you guys do for high school football. I always think these ones are the hardest interviews to do, the one at the end of the season. You know, you take into consideration how much effort that uh, not only these kids put in year-round, but, you know, coaches, support staff, families, all that stuff is, uh, you know, you really put it in perspective. Uh, I know everybody's got their favorite team. I know everybody has uh, certain disdain for other teams and that, but... uh, not growing up here in this community, I don't really have any allegiances, but you know, you get close to uh, all these coaches, you get close to a lot of these kids and, and talking to them, talk to their coaches and listen to people talk about those kids. And uh, you hate to see seasons end uh, before Thanksgiving weekend, but unfortunately, such is life in the uh, in football and in the IHSAA. One team that's still around, though, is the Central Catholic Knights. They picked up the sectional championship last week. They're on to face North Judson at home this week. Coach. Uh, first and foremost, congratulations on that sectional win last week. Yeah, I mean hats
6: off to Coach Stevenson. He had his guys. Uh, he had his guys uh, prepared. I think uh, you know the fact that they you know they had 22 guys dressed. Um, we were able to kind of wear them out there at the end, but um, they had uh, the 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 QB um, and the running back uh, slash receiver Kai Johnson. They gave it spits in that first half. Um, Coach Gooden made, we, we went in at halftime. Coach Gooden made some great defensive adjustments. Uh, was able to, to, to shut them, shut them down for the rest of the night. Um, and then offensively we were able to pick up, pick up, uh, you know, pick up on our intensity and our execution. And, uh, was a, was a, was an all in all, uh, good night for the, for the CC nights. Um, um, but yeah, it's just, uh, what an amazing community we have and, and, and the support going down to, uh, to Trader's Point, it was uh, it was a great night, and uh, we were back to work on Saturday. Try to enjoy it for about 24 hours, and uh, you know now it's the North Justin Blue Jays.
0: You know when I came out and I saw you guys over the summer at practice, uh, you and those uh, senior cabs talking about trying to get that culture back at uh, Central Catholic, get back to those winning ways. They were very committed to that. You feel like you've gotten a little bit of validation. Uh, by getting the sectional trophy now that you've, uh, you've you've reached those goals
6: yeah you know I'm glad that you, I'm glad you brought that up and talked about the summer because uh, you know when we get to this point in the season we tend to um, you know we tend to, to over you know we tend to overestimate the result and underestimate the process of, of what got you there and uh, these this senior class you know this this collection of, of young men um, have bought in uh, you know we're completely bought in. You know we 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 end with Pioneer in an ugly fashion last year. Um, you know had to say had to say goodbye to a to a solid group of seniors uh, from 2018, and it was on. I mean it was on December one. Uh, gave you know they gave themselves a, a week to kind of recruit, and then the, and then uh, you know they 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 were in the weight room. They were you know they were here. We we have what's called a zero period with our academic with our academic day. There's not a lot of room in the schedule um, for for kids to be able to lift during the during the school day. Mm-hmm. So we call it a zero period, and it was the period before first period. And there's 40 guys getting after it at 6:30 in the morning. Uh, you know, four mornings a week, and I think I think they uh, they started to see their bodies change. Uh, you know. W- come springtime they're they're pushing a little bit more weight They you know they, they they've completely uh learned to to love that process of, of just getting a little bit getting one percent better every day and they, they started seeing the results and it's just really kind of uh taken off from there um they love they love the work they love uh they love each other that's another thing is is, is when you uh you know when you're around this group for for an extended period of time, you know it's hard not to, to not to be excited when you're about when you're about to get back with them. You know, at the end of the day for practice. So, um, so yeah, that, that the, the senior class and, and our up, and our other upper class and our varsity guys have really embraced. They really embraced the eighth graders when they came in and, and became freshmen, um, and, and they've, they've they've been working at this for almost a year now. So uh, it, it is it is some validation. And again, um, let's not overestimate the results. And underestimate the process of what what they did to get here,
0: well, and that's the kind of stuff we talk about coach with with culture. I know we hear a lot of those buzzwords too when coaches come into new jobs and, in college and in the pros we hey, can change the culture of things we can change the culture of things right, but that's really what we're talking about. It's not just the little things it's it's that whole process, and it starts way before the season starts
6: yeah absolutely and and uh you know. A lot of credit goes out to the Central Catholic and and this community that that they've built over the years. um, You know, it it makes it easy. It makes it easy to to reestablish. I don't want to say we were building a culture. I think we were just trying to reestablish a culture um, that had taken a hit. And uh, you know, thank God, thank God for our community because uh, the resiliency of 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 this of this Central Catholic community and, and the parents and the kids. Um, w- without that resiliency and without that willingness to to get back to work, um, you know th- this wouldn't have happened.
0: Talk to me a little bit about the North Jets and Blue Jays, a team that was a four and four team going into the uh, in- into the sectional, but they rattle off three straight wins. They're sitting at seven and four. Uh, you've looked at tape. Uh, what do you see? Yeah, that that
6: uh, you know rec- that you know that old cliche. Throw the records out when you in the one day tournament when you get to this point in time everybody's on a three game heater. So you, you gotta, you gotta kind of take that into consideration there. You know, everybody's, everybody's got some, got some Mo. Um, you know, they, they played, they played extremely well in the last, in the last three weeks. And, uh, you know, um, hats off to of them for getting that, that first sectional title. since I think 2004, um, they gotta be feeling, they gotta be feeling great. Um, they, it's a, it's a, it's a quote unquote region football team and they're hard nosed. Um, they're gonna they're gonna come out. They're gonna you know they're they're gonna they're gonna hit you in the mouth and they're gonna play a physical brand of football. They pride themselves on being tough, um, and that community takes a lot of pride in in, in its football team. So uh, so I'm sure that they're gonna they're gonna make that trip. You know they're gonna make that trip down uh, from the region and, and be ready to play ball. Um, offensively, offensively they're they're multiple. Um, they they have a tendency to be multiple defensively but uh they just kind of they just kind of settle in and uh they don't beat themselves you got to you got to come you got to come and execute and and i think it's going to come down to whatever team is is the best at doing what they do you know mm-hmm. the, you can throw the you can throw the the schemed up you know the schemed up you know not necessarily trick plays but um i think i think the team that executes their day one um you know, August first, offense and defense best on Friday is the team that's gonna that's, that's gonna be able to come out with uh, with the win and and a, and a chance to go play for a semi state.
0: Central Catholic taking on North Judson in the regional on Friday night. Uh, that is a home game, and of course, uh, while they're doing that, the rest of us will be rooting on Adams Central so that we can play another home game for the semi state over at La Rock Field. Coach Brian Nay, always appreciate the time. Best of luck. Let's. Uh, I know they don't give you another. You don't get another trophy. They just give that little plaque to put over the uh, to put over the sectional. It says regional. So let's go out there and win one of those bad boys.
6: Yeah, you got it. You got it. Go Knights.
0: And that does it for this week's edition of the Hammer High School Sports Podcast. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank our sponsors, the Athlete Specialist in Team Equipment and Uniform since 1978. Don't forget they sell all your high school awards jackets and spirit wear. Uh, go see Joe and Company over the Athlete twenty four twenty four. Teal Road. We will be back again next Wednesday with another edition. Hopefully still with a couple of football coaches and we'll start to dip our toes back into the basketball scene as uh, we'll be midway through the uh, Hoops Classic uh, for the girls. That's all next week on the Hammer High School Sports Podcast. Thanks for listening.